I get asked about confidence all the time. Like, how do I get confidence? I lost my confidence. Where do I get more? How do I find my confidence? How do I become self-confident? The hardest part is when it's a gorgeous young teenager looking me straight in the eyes with tears welling up in hers as she feels like she's lost her confidence. Confidence comes from a Latin word, fidere, if I pronounced it correctly, which means to trust. So self-confidence is having trust in oneself. Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself enough to step out into a crowd and be the true person that you are and that you're meant to be? Do you trust yourself enough when you're standing in a room full of beautiful people that you know and believe and act as if you were a beautiful person too? See, here's the thing. Confidence is something that can be acquired and it can be improved over time. So confidence isn't something you can just pick up and find at Walmart. (laughs) It's something that you already have inside of you, but it can be developed and it can be, be improved and can grow over time. What takes away your self-confidence? Where did it go? Well, anxiety, fear, doubt, and comparison are all thieves of self-confidence. So today, I want to share with you five things that you can do to help you rediscover your confidence, help you improve and grow your confidence. Number one, you've got an inner voice, one that is encouraging and empowering. Now, it's not the inner critic that shows up that's, that's negative, that tells you you're not enough, that tells you you're a failure or not good enough or that you're not pretty enough or whatever. The inner critic often lies and confuses you. But the other voice that's in there, there's another one that's encouraging and empowering. And you need to learn to listen and trust that voice. I personally believe that that voice is actually your spirit and it's connected to God's spirit. And it will never lead you astray. You might call it something else, but we all have that inner voice that sometimes gets pushed out by the critic because the critic shouts a lot louder. But that softer, still voice that's encouraging and empowering, you need to learn how to tap into it and really listen to it because that voice you can trust. And remember, self-confidence That word confidence means to trust. So learn to trust that inner voice, the good, encouraging, and empowering one that's inside of you. Number two, you need to find something that you can do 
that is an action step every single day. I call these two millimeters of repeated action. Let me give you an example, and you've heard this one before. That's why people use it though all the time is because it's a really good one and we can all understand it and relate to it. Think about a walking baby. Baby first learning to take its very first steps. When it falls down the first time, do we just say, oh, they're not confident enough, they're not good enough, they didn't try hard enough, and we just tell them to stop walking? Just tell them to crawl their way through their whole life? No, of course not. But the only way the baby grows in confidence is if we help them back up and encourage and cheer them on. But as that baby, that little brain inside that baby keeps doing it and becoming more and more successful, slowly over time, the baby gains its own self-confidence in walking. So I encourage you, to find a small, safe, simple, tiny action that you can do every single day to start building your confidence. It could be something as simple as making your bed every day if you're not already doing that. Something so small like that. Exercising for five minutes a day. Something that you're not doing already that you want to do And you just start and do a small action. And each day as you do it more and more and more, your confidence in that area grows. And as you grow confidence in that area, it starts to spill over into other areas. But we start small. Pick something small that will only take a few minutes each day that you can be successful in. Number three. You've got to let go of the idea that everything has to be perfect. I know that's so hard for so many women, especially women with anxiety, but you've got to let go of the idea that everything has to be perfect because it never will and you never will be. Not in this lifetime. It's a journey and we strive for perfection. And many of us believe, including myself, that perfection comes as we partner with our Savior, Jesus Christ. But on our own, as we travel through this life, perfectionism is an illusion. It's a mirage. And worst of all, the me- this measuring scale that we use to measure ourselves against is usually defined by others. And we will never measure up if we use somebody else's measuring scale. I use the phrase often imperfectly perfect. Something I use often with this description of this podcast, in fact. And my videos that I make in my Facebook groups. You see, they're never perfect. They're one takes. That's it. One take. So if there's a background noise, or you hear a page turn, or on the video if my hair's out of place, or I make a quirky smile or or expression, which I do often, that's it. They stay in. They're imperfectly perfect. And I'm good with that. 
I'm confident in that. As I just put myself out there and do the best I can, it's enough. I don't go back and overanalyze. I don't back, go back and edit and overthink and or redo and reshoot and re-record because guess what? I have a mission and I have a message that I need to get out. And if I waited around for everything to be perfect, not only would I have no confidence, but nothing would ever get out. Nothing would ever get out to the ladies who are waiting and who need to hear these things. So surrender the idea that things have to be perfect. Your house does not have to be perfect. Your kids do not have to be perfect because those things are never going to be. You'll just be miserable trying to become that. So surrender to that idea and just start living and feeling. That's a lot better way to live that imperfectly perfect way is so much more freeing number four stand in a position of confidence every day now you've probably heard this before there's all kinds of studies that have been done that when you stand in a power position a superhero pose for several minutes each day your confidence changes You see, you can't stand like a superhero does and not feel something change inside your body. As your chin goes up and your shoulders go back and your arm goes out, that's confidence. You tell your body to stand in confidence and it will start to feel it. The phrase we use is motion creates emotion. So make a physical motion, stand in that power pose, and your body will begin to feel it. It will feel more confident. So before you need to get to do something that is difficult or challenging, something that you struggle with because you feel like you are lacking in confidence to do it, stand in that power pose and feel it through your whole body, and then take action. Number five, try to develop a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Let me tell you what that means. See, when you focus on the process of mastering something new and you enjoy being challenged and you like learning That's a growth mindset. You're growing, right? But if you are in a fixed mindset, you only see the wins and the loses, the successes and the fails. And the challenge with that is confidence doesn't happen in that space. Confidence happens when you're open to learning, to receiving, and discovering, and to creating. So, You want to focus on growth mindset. And the benefit is not only besides having more positive outcomes, um, more you learn more skills, but your positive self-talk improves. And when you're doing all of those things, confidence shows up even more than was there before. So 
growth mindset. Be open to learning and discovering and not just checking boxes, win, lose, success, fail, because that's not, that's not happiness. That's just ticking the boxes. So confidence is what most people think that they need But here's the thing. I don't think it's really what they want. It's what they tell people. I lack in self-confidence because that's a good thing to tell people that other, especially other women, can relate to and understand. But you see, what they really, really, really want is joy. Joy to live and feel and act and create what they want when they want it. And so confidence is often a vehicle that helps get you to joy. But here's the secret, ladies. Here's what you need to know. Your confidence was never lost. I'm going to repeat that. You didn't lose your confidence. That critic, though, just shouted louder than that inner voice. And so maybe your confidence got pushed down or pushed aside, but it's still within you. It's part of your divine DNA. You brought it with you when you came to this earth. It's part of you, your spirit. It's part of who you are. And it was never lost. Now, things we lose, like our keys, that's something we can lose. We lose our keys. And then we go into a panic mode and we search and we search and we worry and we stress and we look for it and we panic until we find it. But if your confidence was never lost, there's no more need to panic and search for it. Just breathe. Slow down. Catch your breath. Breathe. It's not lost. It's not a hard battle or a hard journey to find and to rediscover. It's already in there. The trick is you've got to just be open to discovering it again, to opening that piece of you back up again. You had it when you were little. It's still in there now. Fears and anxieties got in the way, but it was never gone. I want to shift gears here for just a second and tell you a story. Um, It's actually not my story. Um, A gentleman by the name of Dieter Uchtdorf um, shared this story. And um, I'm just going to read this really quickly to you because I think this story will help you discover um, a little bit more about who you are and what you might need to do to be happy and to feel joy and to have joy with confidence. The story goes like this. A long time ago in a distant land lived a family of three sisters. The first sister was sad. Everything from her nose to her chin and from her skin to her toes seemed not quite good enough to her. 
When she spoke, her words sometimes came out awkwardly and people laughed. When someone criticized her or forgot to invite her to something, she would blush, walk away, and find a secret spot where she would let out a sad sigh and wonder why life had turned out to be so bleak and cheerless. The second sister was mad. She thought of herself as very smart, but there was always someone else who scored higher on tests at school. She considered herself funny, fair, fashionable, and fascinating. But always there seemed to be someone who was funnier, fairer, more fashionable, or more fascinating. She was never first at anything, and this she could not endure. Life was not supposed to be this way. Sometimes she lashed out at others, and it seemed that she was always one breath away from being outraged by one thing or another. Of course, this did not make her any more likable or popular. Sometimes she clenched her teeth, tightened her fists, and thought, Life is so unfair. Then there was the third sister. Unlike her sad and mad sister, she was, well, glad. And it wasn't because she was smarter or more beautiful or more capable than her sisters. No, people sometimes avoided or ignored her too. They sometimes made fun of what she was wearing or the things she was saying. They sometimes said mean things about her. But she didn't allow any of that to bother her too much. This sister loved to sing. She didn't have great pitch and people laughed about it. But that didn't stop her. She would say, I'm not going to let other people and their opinions stop me from singing. The very fact that she kept singing made her first sister sad and her second sister mad. (laughs) Many years passed and eventually each sister reached the end of her time on earth. The first sister who discovered again and again that there was no shortage of disappointments in life eventually died sad. The second, who every day found something new to dislike, died mad. And the third sister, who spent her life singing her song with all her might and a confident smile on her face, died glad. You see, the first sister only saw herself as a victim. The second sister, she was just angry at the world. But the third sister, she did something that is extremely hard to do. She trusted God even in the face of ridicule and hardship. Somehow she maintained her faith and hope despite the scorn and cynicism around her. She lived joyfully, not because her circumstances were joyful, but because she was joyful. 
So what would happen if you took confidence? Remember that word confident, that Latin root that means to trust. What if you trusted in yourself? And what if you trusted that God has your back and that he loves you and that he cares about you and he hasn't abandoned you and he knows you're struggling and he knows we're going through hard times right now and he hears your prayers, he feels your pain, he knows your tears of sadness. But if you wake up each day with faith in that trust and allow your confidence in him to grow in you. What would your life be like then? What would happen if like the third sister, you got up every day and put on a confident smile? What would happen each day as you face those challenges? you would feel more confident. And remember, confident is the vehicle to more joy. True happiness is joy. So ladies, I want to wrap up by just saying one more thing. Don't look for confidence in a tube of hair color. Don't look for confidence behind false eyelashes or tons of makeup, or name brown clothes, or a fancy house, or while you're driving in a fancy clean car. And most of all, don't look for confidence in the eyes of others. Confidence comes from inside you. You never lost it. It's always been there. It's just time to re discover it. And when you can open up your mind and your heart to the idea that you can trust yourself and that you can have confidence in yourself, believe in yourself and remember who you really truly are and that you came with divine DNA, which included confidence Your confidence will grow, and so will your joy. Thanks for listening, ladies, and in the meantime, have an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.